Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. This is Comfy Cast number one, Ian Dixon. It sure is. Oh, I am the most comfortable I've ever been on Scott Cast ever. Even more than the uh, the deprivation chambers, you know, in Sneaky D. <laughs> I mean, I was I was fine in the deprivation chamber. I guess you weren't casting from the chamber. Yeah, from the chamber, I went to sitting at the poker table. Yeah, with in my little stress-inducing stool where I can keep my posture good. Right. But now, fuck all that. Fuck all that. <laughs> we found a way better. This is the best casting situation I've ever been in in my life. Mm. We are in two recliners. We've got two windows open behind us, so you're going to hear the sounds of Sunny Hamtramck, which may or may not be annoying. <laughs> and we are thoroughly ensconced and ready to cast forever. Yeah. I think a solid idea, given my current level of comfort, mm-hmm. which I can adjust with a little creak, but a solid idea mm-hmm. would be to record five-hour Scott casts and pare it down to the best 20%, mm. you know? Really deliver the best Scott Cast for our Scott Cast listeners. Um, time dollar. Because that's all it costs to be a fan of Scott Cast. Yeah, that's true. Like, about an hour a week is the average clip. That's not so bad. Yeah. You know, we don't charge premium services, though I'm thinking about it. We've got some exciting updates for Scott Castigators. Do we? Yeah. Like, how would you define Scottcast, Ian? What is mm. Scottcast? Well, <clears throat> basically, you and at least one friend drink a lot and bullshit and uh, publish it for the internet. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you know how long it took me to come up with something even close to that? How long? Over a year. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but that's all it really is. Mm-hmm. It's those kind of conversations. Uh, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Just just really smart people who can follow along. Yeah, that's not to say uh, through the bullshitting we don't, like, discover deep truths about ourselves or the world or mm-hmm. uh, come up with amazing ideas for how to save the world. Right. It's a lot yeah. like how people can glean, like, all these all this truth from fictional stories, like, like Star Wars. Yeah. Or Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm precisely yeah oh my god have you heard about the lord of the rings amazon series ian dixon no they're putting a billion dollars behind it what I, i've never heard of that before the movies weren't that long ago like give it give it some time man here's the thing the movies are based in the third age mm-hmm. hobbit lord of the rings this is all second age mm. lore mythology they're digging into the back catalog the silmarillion and stuff like that Ah. Uh. They're going, they're going hardcore. Bronwyn actually just bought the Silmarillion. Well, she'll be excited to know that she won't have to read it. <laughs> <laughs> because we've got Amazon and Jeff Bezos putting that top dollar behind it. Okay. Elijah Wood's skeptical, though. Mm-hmm. He's skeptical probably for the reasons you might be skeptical. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Wood says the reason Lord of the Rings seemed to have such good success is because it was a big-budget movie, sure, but... it had a small movie mentality about it. Mm-hmm. It was the first time anybody shot film in New Zealand. It seems like a miraculous thought. 
It was the first time Peter Jackson never had more than two cents to rub together. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was a gamble by itself. I would not trust Peter Jackson. Yeah, he wouldn't have been my first choice, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it worked out. Yeah, there's a reason why I'm not the one making those choices. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I wonder what they think about it. Elijah Wood is definitely going to watch it, but Elijah Wood is skeptical. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So... I've been trying to promote Scott Cast, our conversational bullshit. Yeah. You know, find ways. And it's like, it's kind of hard to go to a stranger and tell them, hey, want to listen to me and my friends just drink and bullshit? <laughs> That's true. It, there's, it's not a very good selling point. It's a saturated market of, with those kind of podcasts. Right. But people don't understand, this is the best one mm-hmm. of those. They just don't get it. Right. I went on the Michael Dupree podcast uh, a little while ago, and it's going to be coming out about when this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I kicked ass on that podcast. Sweet. So I think I found what we need to do. We need to send me out on crusades mm-hmm. or mercenary missions, whichever way you want to look at it, mm-hmm. on other podcast territory. Outpod the fuck out of the people on that podcast mm-hmm. and just display the glory of Scott Cast for all to see. There you go. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. We'll either get hate mail, or we'll get love mail, or we'll get no mail. And from there, we'll Hmm. make a decide. I would prefer we get some kind of mail. Some kind of mail. A little email bag action. Yeah. A little email... Oh! Email bag! What? That's right. We've got email bag. We've got email bag up the wazoo, actually, kind of today. Would you believe it? <clears throat> I hope my voice is like pod worthy this week. I don't know. I was, we we missed last week because I was uh, a bit stricken with some some kind of something. You were diseased. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You said you had mucus pouring out of your orifices. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I feel pretty good. I think I still got a little bit of scratch in my throat, and it probably doesn't help that I'm drinking this whiskey. But uh. It does help. The whiskey kill the alcohol kills germs. That's true. Antiseptic, right? Mm-hmm. But so if I like start coughing or like my voice is not as smooth as usual, that might be the reason. Not that we have to apologize. We don't have for to that. apologize. Yeah. We are providing value to the world. Brilliant, golden, heart rushing excitement for all who listen. If it comes with a scratchy voice. I would just, the only apology I think you should issue is, I'm sorry if I turned you guys on. <laughs> you know? That's right. The Husky Ian. You've got, you sound like you just came out of, like, the woods after fighting for your life. You know? Protecting a clan of wolves from lumberjacks out to skin them alive. That's right. That's what you sound like. Okay. I, I can dig that. You know? Have a whiskey. You deserve it. <laughs> for crying out loud. That voice actually says... I would like more whiskey, please. That's true. So, I think I think we're on track perfectly. Wonderful. So, email bag then. Email bag. Master Charles writes in. He's alive. He's not dead. Um, I was kind of hoping that he wouldn't have responded to my accusation that he was dead. Mm. Because if, if he didn't, I was going to do an entire episode uh, called The Funeral of Master Charles. In memory of... Yeah, we'll get everyone together, and we'll talk about our favorite Master Charles moments. 
It would have been great. But nope, he's mm. still alive and kicking, and he's got moments. He's got moments to spare here. We've got two emails. The first email comes with a subject heading. He usually forgoes the subject heading. Mm. But this one has a subject heading. It's called uh, Scottcaster. It's Scottcast er an R, no E. So like an app, like those fancy apps. Gotcha. You know those fancy apps, they drop the last vowel. That's what it's like. So Master Charles writes in, with myself being an eligible single bachelor. Ooh, ooh I didn't realize this about Master Charles. You'd think, uh, you'd think a daily Twitch streamer would have a girlfriend by now. I don't know. You don't know. I can't explain it. I mean, like maybe, maybe we should suggest some hashtags for Master Charles Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Because, but anyways, uh, with myself being an eligible single bachelor and your own proficiency in web designing, oh, that's very sweet of him. I just made fun of him in the earlier part of the sentence. I'm curious how long before I have to wait before there is a dating app for all these hella bitches up in here. Q David. After Scottcast, there's going to be hella bitches up in here. That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, we do, there are hella bitches. You know, like if you've been involved with Scott Cast in any capacity, kind of on the live front, like, you know, the ladies just come pouring in, you know, we're all, we're all taken though. So the idea that we'll have, we have to find a way to handle this overflow mm-hmm. makes sense, you know, because all Scott Cast is, is an economy. Like we're creating interest and we're creating a community. And with any community, there's going to be value shifting. There's going to be status. You know, we're on top, you know, as the podcasters, as the people people are listening to. Mm-hmm. The listeners, I mean, they arrange themselves in a hierarchy. For instance, we've got the lowest level listeners. These are people who just kind of like skim in, mm-hmm. judge and leave. Yeah. These are low level listeners. And I don't like these people. But... Don't worry if you are one of these listeners right now. All you have to do to get out of this hellish depth of listenership value thing, you know, all you have to do is listen more. There you go. You know, once you start understanding the personalities that drive this podcast, me, fan favorite Ian Dixon, Sneaky D, perhaps a little Drew action if you're lucky, you know, plus our multivaried cast of friends and hooligans who somehow join us mm-hmm. sometimes once you start understanding the complex web of uh, ideologies that this weaves to create scarcast then you're a higher rung that's level two level three which is the easiest way to get through level two mm-hmm. is just email us say hi i listened and i enjoyed it not only a listener but a participant that makes you a participant <clears throat> that gives you voice yes and the other levels well you just focus on these first three levels <laughs> for now. There's many levels beyond that. We're like Scientology. <laughs> Secret levels that There's you a have lot to of pay se- for. Exactly. <laughs> yes. You know. I kind of zoned out there because uh, I might be a cat. I don't know. Me and Kyle, there was some birds on this little like garage shed thing outside this window. And we were mesmerized. Right, Kyle? What kind of group of birds was it? It, they weren't like super interesting birds. It was like your ordinary kind of sparrows, maybe. I don't. I don't really know birds. Caught by a sparrow, but they were. They were just like the movements were. 
I could see that Kyle was very engaged in what was going on. So were you watching the birds, or were you watching Kyle watch the birds? I think both. Maybe, yeah. Okay, I can see that. I'm very distracted by these windows. I'm like, wow, there's a whole world out there. (laughs) (laughs) I love these these recliners are just amplifying our personalities. Like, for me, I'm turning into this egotistical... (laughs) person who can only talk about himself and his own podcast and for you it's turning into wow there's a whole world out there besides this (laughs) look how beautiful it is (laughs) you know it's okay so that's how we work Mm -hmm. that's that's the contrast and the the light and the dark of this podcast so what should we do for 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 master charles should we should we start an app for him hmm Get him some hella bitches. Seems like the right thing to do. Who else would be involved in this app, though? Right? Like, I'm, I want to. I'm more curious. Is he looking for other Scottcast listeners to. I think so. Yeah. Like, he. he That's like the relationship litmus test. You gotta. Mm hmm. Like, do you know about Scottcast? No? Okay, never mind. I mean, I could see a Scottcast dating service working well for people who would participate, you know? It seems like it would draw. Uh, people with compatible personalities scott cast listeners scott cast people people who know me and have i've somehow socially guilted them into listening to this (laughs) (laughs) this app's for you master charles we'll get one i i think he's getting into that scott cast rat scratch a little hard these days Mm. because uh i subscribe to his twitch channel Mm -hmm. um I, I hit the subscribe button, which which gives them like a very we've got got like construction going on outside or something. I don't know. It's this truck with like almost looks like it wants to be a monster truck. It's got all sorts of lights and like that's right here. The neighbor's F two fifty, but it's like a twelve year old driving it. Is it? I don't know. I mean, it looks really young. Well, Maybe I'm... like it's F two fifty is a strange truck to have in Hamtramck. Yeah. I saw a lot of weird truck things happening today on my way here. Mm-hmm. There was like, I was going up, uh, what was that, Kniff, on my way to Steve's there to get some beers. And there was like, just this shitty, rusted out old Dodge truck. And you know, like, <clears throat> when cars are like totaled and they, they get that big machine that kind of crushes them into a cube? Yeah. I'm pretty sure an entire car was in the flatbed of this, like, rusted-out-ass old Dodge. It was heavy enough to, like, weigh it all down. (laughs) But it was just this little cube in, like, the front. You could tell it was a bumper. It used to be a bumper. And I'm like, what are you doing with that? (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a strange thing to be like, okay, now can you load it back in my car? You can tell that the car that was all crushed up was, like, a lot nicer than the truck that was carrying it somewhere. And I, was just like, I was just curious about what what are you doing with that? Yeah, like I always imagine those the people who crush those cars are also the people who you know deal with the metal, right? You know, get all that, get their cash that way. Yeah, but this is strange. It's like okay, I need to get this. I need to get it. I need to get it cremated. <laughs> this was my favorite truck. I've got this shit truck now. I'm gonna. We need. What, what's the car version of cremation? that little square thing okay well let's make a cube like 
did you notice like a trail of shitty cars following it like with little flags (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) but there was another like garbage old truck with like um you know how sometimes the they've got like uh i don't know what it would be called i want to say extender like the 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 bed of the truck has like uh sides that are higher than it normally would be you know what i mean yeah like it almost looks like it's a moving truck but it's not it's definitely a pickup truck that like has crappy like plywood on the sides to make it taller okay (laughs) and like uh it wasn't chicken wire but it was like similar very cheap uh metal like cage outside like on the back yeah i couldn't tell what was inside it but it looked like just a bunch of garbage bags full of stuff i mean even the car that was in it was a was garbage yeah so they i don't know they were expanding their capacity to transport a lot of garbage yeah it's a hoarder problem do hoarders i mean i for one am maybe a little hoardery inside my car it's never i think that's pretty normal yeah just like just shit accumulates and i just never Mm -hmm. i'm always like let's get in the car let's get out the car let's get in the car let's get out the car yeah so what the rest of it's a diaper barge you don't ever sit in the back fuck it yeah exactly (laughs) my seat's nice (laughs) my seat works so that was Master Charles. Mm-hmm. He has one more question. He he says, "Are we gonna get a Scott's mom explains Avengers Endgame mm. episode?" Short answers, yes. Okay. Long answers, I don't know when. <laughs> but I assigned mom the task of watching Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. and I'm going to watch it by having my mother explain what it was. Okay. That's so. Yeah. <clears throat> Subscribe. <laughs> To Scottcast, please. I think that's how I'll watch it, too. I want your mom to explain it to me. Yeah. So, okay, so... Because I don't actually want to go see it. It's Yeah, it's a long movie. It's arduous. It's emotionally mm-hmm. draining, you know? But you're I know have to for sure... The nerds. Kids at work are going to ask me about it. Oh, they're going to ask your opinion. Because we've like, got, like, this superhero theme that we do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I actually really don't like superhero movies most of the time. Mm-hmm. You're not into superheroes? I gotta, like, pretend that I do. Like, I do dig Batman. Um, that doesn't mean I've seen all the movies and love all the movies. I couldn't get through Batman v Superman. Couldn't do that one? I, I Again, I watched, like, the first ten minutes, and I was like, oh, I used to work there. And then, like, <laughs> that was, that was it. <laughs> it was pretty action-packed ten minutes. I like that. I like the Batfleck suit the best. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked like he could punch someone in the face, and they'd be like, gone yeah most other batmans don't really look that frightening Mm -hmm. they don't look like oh i better not fight this guy right they look more like if you like push them the right way they'll just fall over but ben affleck batman looked like he'd kick your ass from here to tiananmen square (laughs) yeah motherfucker kick your fucking dairy yeah 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 (laughs) he broke the rules (laughs) now it's our audio pubic hair and then we get like banned for stealing a line of a song. Yeah, I could see that. Well, well, this is the last <clears throat> episode of Scottcast, so let's, let's let's just keep it plugging right along. We got we got other email bags. Up up up! Fuck! I had it up. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, 
Okay. <clears throat> Dear Scottcast, you and fan favorite Ian Dixon are often sampling some outrageously complex beers infused with cake or meteorites or sipping on noteworthy whiskeys and scotches. I would be curious to know which of the cheapest 12-ounce curls or hooch you might have an affinity for or could recommend to those of us who are on fixed budgets and would rather spend their hard-earned cash on Scott Cast merchandise or standing stuffed tacos. I came across this article that lists one of the all-time worst beers I have ever tasted as one of their tops, Ham's Beer, mm-hmm. with the two M's. Yeah. I had some of that recently. And what did you think? Oh, my God, it's bad. Yeah. Like, I've been taking to having, like, cheaper beer once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going out or something like that. You know, I'll get, like, a PBR or, yeah. or something along them lines. Sometimes you just need something that's like, oh, this is almost water. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be fancy here, doctor. Give yeah. me the white thing. But hams tasted like like goose sweat goose sweat yeah like mm. it was disgusting it tasted like someone ran, ran, rang out a canadian goose and and put a little isopropyl in the mix shaked it up and put it in a can wow yeah so not hams i don't like hams mm-hmm. stroh's is okay stroh's is all right pbr is okay pbr is acceptable there was a time that i would not say that i don't know how that changed because I wouldn't say I've lowered my standards. I'm still pretty snobby about beer. I used to not be able to drink uh, PBR at all. Like, you can't even do it? Like, I would drink it and, like, just immediately, like, a little gag reflex right there. You'd puke on PBR. Yeah. Like, wow. not even, not even, like, drunk puke. Just like, oh, this is gross. But now you'll, I like, can, did PBR change or did you change? Maybe I changed. I don't know. Maybe I was extra sensitive maybe i've i've lost sensitivity in my taste i don't know i don't know how i don't know how that changed because probably like we were sipping on this whiskey and it's like oh man that's so sweet and delicious tastes like cherries and wood and like probably there was a time that i was like oh it burns (laughs) you know (laughs) that's true yeah so maybe it's that maybe it's like dulled but also refined Okay, cause like like the stronger things get dull. Like you can taste the, the more subtle, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I've got myself one of your batch brewing company beers, beers of the month. Yes, sir. I've got Roy. Do you have G or Biv? Um, I also have Roy. So okay. this is this is one of three um, releases. Mm-hmm. So G and Biv are the, the other two. Good. wonder what they're going to do with G. Uh, I don't know. Is it going to be like a hemp beer? Hemp PA? Hoppy IPA? It's going to be an IPA. So these are sort of, uh, they have, Batch has a release called Rainbow Colors, which is a blended IPA made of lots of different uh, sorts of hops and other fixins. This particular one here is made with mango and passion fruit, and there was more information in the email, like, two different kinds of hops i think the full one probably has more five i don't know yeah they just keep adding more (laughs) um let me see what it tastes like see if i have a refined palate here we go i find this delightful i was actually pretty uh tentative because i don't really like fruity beers most of the time Mm -hmm. 
It's like mango and passion fruit. Um, but what are your thoughts? I do like it. Yeah. Like the last IPA we had that was fruity. Mm-hmm. Like we both. That was bad. Finished. Yeah. And I think I might have one in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have tried to have another, took a drink, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot why I didn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's like a part of the cost of enjoying craft beer. Yeah. It's not only are you paying like a little bit extra for craft beer, but once in a while you're just going to buy a dead ass in the water dud. Yeah. But saving grace, even that beer didn't taste like curdled goose sweat. True. Which, and it was like, it was pretty high gravity. I think if you suck it down real fast so you don't taste it, you can catch that buzz right away. What's gravity mean? Like lots of booze in it. Is it just alcohol content? Is yeah. It's just gravity? So it'll say high gravity beers and it's like, uh, I don't know, 7, 8% unknown. Okay. That's an interesting way to put it yeah. for alcoholics. I don't <laughs> want to feel that way. <laughs> but yeah, this one's delightful. Even with the mango and passion fruit, it's not overwhelmingly fruity. You can taste it in there, but it's it's subtle. It's under the... It's a... it's a Yeah, it's an undertone. First and foremost, it is a beer. First and foremost, it is, it is a beer, an unblended IPA. It is made with mango and passion fruit, but it is not dominated. Yes. By this abomination known as fruit. <laughs> God's sake. All right, here we go. Oh, they signed it Hamdaliza Rice. Ah, uh, so we were talking about shitty beers, weren't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I... Stroh's is all right. PBR's all right. Um, do I have a go-to shit beer or economy beer? <laughs> I feel like I, I tend to go Canadian. Molson? Uh, when I go like bottom shelf, yeah, Molson. Molson's Labatt. is pretty solid. Labatt's all right, too. Labatt's all right. I think those are my go-tos. I don't I do not do a lot of American bottom shelf. It'll be PBR Stroh's Coors. I don't mind. It doesn't taste like anything. It's not, like, good, but it's it. I feel like Budweiser's kind of gross. I could see that. Like Coors is, like, neutral. I'll have a Budweiser if it's poured in a frosted glass and I'm in a sports bar and, like, there's wings. <laughs> Pour me a Budweiser with this. Budweiser is like last resort. Like there's no other beer available. <laughs> yeah, that's that's still gag reflexian. Yeah, that's bad. And like you still need to like like it's more judgment on you that you're drinking it <laughs> instead of like going. I always feel guilty about it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the guilt? That like oh it's like, oh this is bad and I'm doing it anyway. Do I need alcohol this badly? <laughs> right. <laughs> Do I have to choke it down? Well, that's depressing. Yeah. So let's get off that. <laughs> I hope you appreciated. Our input. Don't buy hams or Budweiser. There you go. Just subscribe to Batch Brewing monthly thing and have one beer a month. Yeah. And be productive the rest of your life, you slovenly drunkard. <laughs> Deal. All right. So here it is. Another anonymous email bag submission. I'm thinking it's about mm-hmm. because there's some terminology that I'm starting to develop and... I'm trying to insert it into the lexicon through my other podcasts, mm-hmm. the Songwriter Dispatch. I'm trying to insert like little little tidbits of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to try to pass it off like people say this, but I'm originating it. Yeah. And what I'm 
what I, I don't know what my logic was behind this, but I want to call new music fresh cheese. Okay. Dig like, those train sounds, man. I, that's right. <laughs> I like, oh, that's how you know this is an authentic podcast. That's right. You know, we got real shit happening. We got birds, we got trains, we got some fresh cheese, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a new song. We got some new songs for you. Heck That's yeah. what I want people to say. <laughs> Makes sense. Does it feel good? I kind of like it. Yeah. Like, uh, I need some fresh cheese, you know. Yeah. Because here's the way I look at it. Old cheese is supposedly good cheese, mm-hmm. right? Right. But sometimes you want fresh cheese. Right. And fresh cheese is just a new song that you love. And, or album or music or whatever. And then years later, it'll become old cheese. Mm-hmm. But it's just better because now it's got the value of time behind it and repetition. Right. Now it's in you. So fresh cheese makes sense for new music. I would like some fresh cheese, please. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Scott Cast email bag. Uh, what up? Thought you guys might need some fresh cheese to discuss. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fresh cheese. Uh, particularly the fruity and oddly shaped tribe called Quest kind. Mm. You know who they are? I'm familiar with the name. I don't know that I've ever really given them a proper listen. Okay, well, let's see. I'm going to Google them. Tribe called Quest. It's a hip-hop group. Yeah, which is why I haven't listened to them. Oh, okay. A tribe called Quest was an American hip-hop collective formed in 1985 and originally composed of MC and main producer Q-Tip. MC Fife Dog, DJ and co-producer Ali Shahid Muhammad, and MC Jerobi White, who left the group amicably in 1991. Is that really fresh cheese, then? That's not fresh cheese in any way whatsoever. <laughs> That's terrible. Like, I thought we I thought we agreed, Sabal, what fresh cheese was. You're going to help me plant this. You're, you're planting the wrong term, Sabal. I'm never going to control the lexicon of the world if... The people I'm sending out to do it are, are immediately failing the telephone test. Yeah. You know? Is it fresh because it's new to us? Is that the, the idea? I mean, I, I, I guess it could work that it's way. It's still old cheese, though. It's definitely old cheese. Like, I'm not going to contribute anything to this song's history by liking it. Right. You know? I think fresh cheese has to be ground zero kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Ground zero fresh cheese. But you know, if I'm going to get into a hip-hop group... Like, late 80s, early 90s is probably the time for that. Right? That's when, like, if you were doing hip-hop, you weren't doing it to get rich. Right. You know? You weren't doing it to... So maybe I would like it. You were doing it just because it was a new art form. You were trying to trying to reach out and create new heights. Or you liked clocks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you ever seen Little Zan's face? Mm-mm. This is something. This is something me and Sabelle have been talking about. I should just. I should just talk to you about what me and Sabelle talk about. Yeah. And I feel like that should just be a normal Scott. Why not? You know, little Zan. So I saw a picture of him, and he's got a lot of face tattoos. It's kind of the first thing you notice. He's like twenty-two, but he looks fourteen, fifteen, and uh, totally drugged out. This is a photo of him. Yep. His hat reads, sober except weed. I have my doubts about that. Right? 
Look at his teeth. Yeah. What do you say about that? I mean, their teeth, I don't know. Pete, here's the thing. I brought it up for a reason. They've got this disturbing kind of indent in the bridge, kind of like, like across the top of the teeth, in the top row. Okay, yeah. Supposedly, the reason why people's like teeth look like that. Thumb sucking? You got it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, here's this guy. Um, within the span of 10 years, we, like, well, I don't even know where this guy comes from. But I, there's, like, a slew of, like, white guys with face tattoos being, like, pretty well-known rappers. And I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah. Like, like when you listen to it, it doesn't sound like anything. It's, yeah. They call it mumble rap. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh There was a video where Little Xan <laughs> No was, talent required anymore. <laughs> not in any way was... I mean, you just gotta get some face tattoos, and uh, you gotta get really lucky, or I don't, I don't know. like. Well, I mean, if you call that luck, I mean, the guy's a drugged out mess, yeah, and cannot possibly have any real respect mm-hmm. for what he does. But there's this video of that little Zan's girlfriend uh, and little Zan sent out, mm-hmm. where like she was trying to get him to answer questions about her. And stuff like that, like trying to get like basically, I don't know, YouTube hits mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he was clearly like zonked out of his mind. Mm, I can't find it. Well, anyway, the guy was clearly zonked out of his mind. Full face tattoos. Mm-hmm. He looks fourteen. I don't like little Zan. Yeah. So that's my fresh cheese take. Like little Zan is pretty much you know relative fresh cheese compared to Quest Tribe Love. Yeah. Uh, a tribe called Love. I feel like if you're going to get face tattoos, you should be like, you have to have a look about you. Yeah. Like you can't look like you're 12. Right. Because it doesn't make you hard. It doesn't. It makes you look like kind of an asshole. Well, not kind of an asshole, like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it looks like you got Sharpie all over your face. Yeah. He's got like little, he's got a leaky eye. Mm-hmm. Sleep sounds. Mm-hmm. disease across his eye and just words yeah there was like a reaction video i saw it like i, I went into a little zan rabbit hole and there was a little reaction video i saw where little zan was getting a face tattoo like another one you know right and like they've videotaped him looking in the mirror afterwards and the look on his face was more like like a quiet moment where he was like I got another face tattoo. God damn it. (laughs) There's lots of other spots on your body, you know. Right? I mean, I I totally see him, like, doing that because if he did everything he did without the face tattoos, Mm -hmm. he would... I mean, he looks like a 14-year-old. Yeah. Like, having the face tattoos at least tells me you're probably over 18. (laughs) Probably. So... So, because that's what I imagine. There's a, there's a, there's a law. Yeah, you can't get a face tattoo if you're under eighteen. I mean, right? You can't get a normal tattoo. You can't get a tattoo under eighteen without parental consent. And there ain't no Unless way. Unless you go to like a, a hack shop in fucking somebody's basement. I suppose. <laughs> and you know what? That could have happened with this kid. That happens. Although sometimes. he did look fresh faced, so I yeah. So I can't believe that he was mangled with a needle. Mm that often but i mean yeah 
if I were a tattoo artist, I would never tattoo anyone under 18 without something signed that says you're not going to sue the fuck out of me. I just want to do it. Yeah. Like, what? Like, is there... Yeah, really, wait a couple of years, right? Yeah, wait a couple of years to the person, but also, as a tattoo artist, there's not enough people above 18 who want a tattoo. <laughs> right. Are you going to fucking starve because you can't <laughs> give this 14-year-old a tattoo on his face? <laughs> what kind of life situation do you get in? It's like, oh, I need to make rent this month. Well, I guess you're getting sleep sounds in your face, boy. <laughs> I don't know. That might be like a CPS situation for the parent. You're letting this boy get a face tattoo? Right? I don't know. Like, I feel like CPS should be called on people uh, well after their child is an adult. Yeah. When you realize, hey. You fucked up. This is, <laughs> this is not right. People aren't supposed to act like this. <laughs> Just because he was too tired to fucking raise a ruckus until he was 22 doesn't mean you get off scot-free, you know? Yeah. That's something I do, not these people. Well, I'm comfortable. Yeah. I'm still comfortable. I still feel good. I'm doing good. You sent me a news article earlier. I did. That was, it feels like forever ago. That was last week, wasn't it? That was pre-sickness yeah. in Dixon. I feel like I had a plan for the cast, and then like I just couldn't do it, and now it's all gone. I don't remember what I was going to do. Oh my god, I wonder what an Ian Dixon planned podcast would be. Like, if you could, if you could like have a side podcast, like, mm-hmm. just you forget about the work involved. Yeah. What would you do? Total blessing from the podcast. See, that's, I don't, I have no idea. I don't think I would keep with a consistent theme. I think I would, I would jump around a lot. You would do Ian, just Ian cast? This is whatever's on my mind this week. Hell yeah. Yeah. We should do Ian cast. We'll do a Scott cast hour and an mm-hmm. Ian cast hour. Mm. You know? Like, yours is going to blow the fuck up. <laughs> And then pretty soon it's going to be like, Scott, (laughs) we got to prioritize some things. I feel like I was thinking a lot about uh, extinction events again. Your mind goes to that often. Yeah. I can't remember what was going on. There was was something that prompted me, like a news article or something. I don't remember. Somebody did something stupid and I was like, oh, is this going to be the end? Or is this other thing going to be the end? Hmm. It seems like there's a lot of options and like. Oh wait a minute! We you should... were talking about a zombie apocalypse possible. Oh yeah, that's what it was. You were talking it about it was all that brain experiments going on. What happened in the brain experiment? Like they revived a dead brain and a chicken. Like they literally made a zombie animal. Well, we talked about um, super intelligent uh, monkeys in '66 or whatever, whatever the last cast was. Yeah, they were fucking with genes and turning on human genes and monkey brains mm-hmm. and that seems like a bad idea because i've seen planet of the apes right they're stronger than <laughs> exactly in so many different ways uh yeah so there's lots of es- ethical uh conundrums related to that and then like two days later they revived uh brain cells from a long dead pig wow which are allegedly very similar to humans as well. Similar enough. In terms of, yeah, their organs are mm-hmm. pretty closely related. Yeah. Apparently we taste most like uh, pigs. Cannibals call humans long a pig. Yeah. So they revived a dead pig's brain. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Like, like was the brain, was the pig alive afterwards? The brain tissue was. The brain tissue, oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Like, what? 
what was it like to be that brain? Like, <laughs> like, like there's a there's an existence that was just a flash of pain and misery, maybe, or right. or like some crazy, like, uh, psychedelic experience mm-hmm. that lasted a second, but maybe was an eternity. This creature, this yeah. thing, because it's not a pig anymore, right? It's just part, it's just, it's just part of out. a brain. Like what? But it had that pig experience, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Wow. I don't know how. There's so many questions. Yeah. I mean, pigs are pretty smart. They probably have uh, fair memory logs in there. And I was think it the that, whole brain, or was it like just a part of the brain, though? I would have to find the article again. I don't. I don't. I was in fever dream mode. Oh, was this? Was this while <laughs> mucus was spilling out of your nose? Quite possibly. Okay. Or it was before that, but then I lost it in the. So. So I mean, I see the value in research like that because we have all sorts of brain diseases that we want to know. Well, how to yeah, fix them. like to tell these people not to do the research. But also, we have too many people. Maybe we should just, you know, there's certain things that, like, eh, well, I mean, that's shitty to say because, like, who's who? Yeah, somebody's family you're, member you're... has some affliction that could be benefited by advancing this, but, uh. Like, what about, like, the Thanos rule, you know? Lottery system. We need mm-hmm. half as many people. Just it doesn't matter which half. Yeah. Just half people are gone. Well, I think you need to... Oh, I don't I don't want to go down that road. Hold on. <laughs> I, oh, it's eugenics again. You know how Damn often it. we come up with eugenics? <laughs> we come up with eugenics no, so often. because it's a choice. <laughs> if you are an anti-vaxxer, you can do that. But you have to move to like anti-vax Australia. Island. We'll we'll clear out Australia for you. Uh, Australia Australians again. can come immigrate to anywhere they want to. If you're anti-vaxing, you're going to Australia. Do we need that large of a landmass for anti-vaxxers? I, I feel like it's a, a vocal it needs to minority. be isolated though. It's got to be like an island kind of thing. Can we like send them to like Fiji? Is that large enough to hold all of them? Doesn't have to be. Yeah, they're all gonna die really quick anyway. Well, yeah, but we we don't need like okay, half the anti-vaxxers gonna... go on an island, kill like it's basically an anti-vax chamber. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, you send half of them there, yeah. and then when room happens, which you will, there will be room. There will and then be you room. Send the rest of them. You just fill it up. But we don't. Like a Brita. We don't want them floating around in the general general populace because that's why we have these measles outbreaks right now. Right. I mean, how it's, long it's would the it herd take immunity for... thing? I mean, I guess you could mathematically calculate like what we could sustain for people not getting vaccinations. You know what's going to happen because of this anti-vax stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, the government, they're going to start putting some sort of identification, like DNA or whatever. I don't know words about mm-hmm. science. But they're going to do something with the vaccine so that they could tell this person had a vaccine, this person didn't have a vaccine. Yeah. And they're going to swoop in. And they're going to use it as an in to have biological devices in every human that tracks everything they do. Yeah. I don't like that. So fuck you anti-vaxxers. 
You just gave the government the greatest fucking reason to implement biological big brother on us. Way to go. I'm glad you enjoyed those Facebook memes. So we're juggling like all these doomsday scenarios. Like, yeah, we might solve some brain diseases, but uh, we might also make zombies. <laughs> Very possible. And, uh, oh, we're, again, we're maybe solving some brain diseases, but also uh, homicidal uh, chimpanzees or other uh, various primates, whatever. Yeah, like, looking at humans, it's not like you increase intelligence and aggression abates. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a... So, like, maybe we thing. should start setting odds, like, how is this going to end? Because we got the climate thing that's like, it's happening. Yeah. But it's a slow burn. Slow enough. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to happen in the next couple decades here. Okay. <laughs> and there's not really any stopping it. But that's, uh, there could be things that are a lot more swift, right? Zombie apocalypse would be a lot more swift. Mm-hmm. Um, nuclear. Nuclear war Propagation would be, would be pretty quick. Nuclear would be pretty dramatic, that's, fast. That's, yeah, that's on the table. You know, I feel like as humanity, we love extinction events. We love <laughs> apocalypses. We love movies that deal with the end of the world. Mm-hmm. We love all this stuff. I think it would be so lame if we had, like, an environmental end of the world. We need to do something, and we need to do something quick to create a global cataclysmic event that destroys everything. Well, I think as... That's the thing. Like, what's going to happen first? And we're... Should we just pick one? Like, like you know, like I like the idea that humanity is just like, you know what? I'm not going to go quietly into that good night and mm-hmm. just succumb to whatever... You think we should just, like... Momentum I have here. We should just be like, fuck it, robot war. Okay, we're going to make robot it, robot warriors. You're going to make robot warriors. We're all going to make robot warriors. Whoever's robot warriors alive at the end is yeah. the winner. No humans will be alive. But maybe the robot will, and they'll send a ping <laughs> into space. Maybe your soul will catch it. Maybe. A digital ping. Yeah. You know? I think we should either do that or merge with AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, David will tell you Elon Musk is doing something along those lines. I'm sure he is. He's he, He's got this software that connects the brain with the internet. I saw uh, little snippets of that, yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't really want that. I don't want that. I hate the internet. I'm trying to get the internet out of my life. Yeah. Like, well, professionally I like it, but like... Uh, I don't want to be connected to the internet all the time. I want to. I want to do push-ups and stuff. Right. I want to live my life. I want to see my friends. I want to. I want to laugh and cry, in the midst of humanity, not in this cyber cold attention point system we've built. Right. Uh, we're we're busy right now. We can't do anything right now. Uh, my friend sent me to pick up a a grill. Uh, if that's it, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything. We might have just witnessed the theft, <laughs> but it ain't my grill, and it's a silly place to store it. All right, it's it's not a theft. Peter's super good about like like he sees a package on the porch and like he immediately puts it out back, mm-hmm. and he put it there. Okay, so no theft. If it was a theft, it was more of a donation than a theft. Okay, but that's Sunny Hamtramck. Yeah, well, it's a Ford. Uh, SUV, if it was a theft. 
Okay. Red. There's a there's cameras all around this place. This is there the most go. secure place in Sunny Hamtramck, actually. <laughs> People don't realize that. But every single house on this street has like cameras all over it. And there's an armed guard on the corner. Nice. By that uh truck lot. Okay. I think that's why there's a bunch of kids here. Playing <laughs> around. Maybe we should uh move into that house there across the street. It's for sale. That's true. Build build Scott Cast headquarters anew. Heck yeah. I think I've been thinking about that. Like, you know, like as an aging man, I can't rent my whole life. Right. There's a joke about millennials. You know what it is? What's that? They walk around like they weren't rent the place. You know, like instead of they walk around like they own the place. Yeah. They walk around like they rent the place. Because we're poor. Because we're poor. And we <laughs> rent. And we can't build equity. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, maybe it's time I, I buckled down somehow. Get some shit going. Buy a house. Peter up my own place. Yeah. You know, we're living in Peter's land right now. Peterland. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like it, but I think it's time I put my own spin on the whole beautiful Hamtramck renovation. Create Scottcast headquarters in a basement that goes three miles deep. <laughs> That'll be so sweet. Just a vertical drop for three miles and like a winding staircase. And long chandeliers. Uh, feels like I'd get like vertigo and just fall. <laughs> well, yeah, but like you've got like so much time to grab on the chandelier <laughs> or just fall to the other staircase, which would just be like a twenty foot fall. Or yeah. if you keep going, just like slam your head against the concrete real fast, and then boom, it's all over. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and like that's just the way it should be. Yeah, you know, we were talking about the pig. We were life, and that brings to mind that with the basement brings to mind Scott Cast City brings to mind the force we were trying to create. We were originally going to go for turkey dinosaurs mm-hmm. using genetic engineering technology that's freely available on Amazon called CRISPR. Right. But you sent in an article about the cassowary. Yes. And Florida man himself. Yes. Florida man is dead. Long live the cassowary. Do you have the article? Because I don't. I've got a few notes about it. There was a cassowary attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a large flightless bird. Um, I guess kind of like an, an emu or a, an ostrich, but more uh, talony. Think emu ostrich with knives on its hands. Yeah. Basically. It can run up to 30 miles an hour. It's got like this neon blue head. It's basically like a fucking velociraptor. They call it um, the most dangerous bird in the world. Yeah. It's a category two animal, which apparently, according to this, uh, no, class two, class two animal, which is the same category as alligators, honey badgers, and leopards. Mm-hmm. And class one is like lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, the cassowary is a class 2 large flightless bird related to the emu. It can jump 7 feet in the air. Is a skilled swimmer. Can definitely fend off any threat. And in this case, disemboweled its owner. 75-year-old uh, Gainesville man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Florida man. Yes. Uh, You're always getting into something. Here's the horrifying part. He's 75, and he's the one who made the initial call to 911. Oh, damn. He made the initial call. 
And then the the 911 call that got a response was the second one, which came from another person who arrived at the scene to see it. Not not someone, you know, affiliated with 911. <laughs> Whatever that means. But some guy just walked on the scene was like, "Oh, here's a dead guy being picked apart by a large flightless class 2 bird predator." Yeah. So, I'm thinking this bird needs very little modification to become a dinosaur. <laughs> right. Like, there's just a couple things yeah. that I'd like to see. Give it some arms. Give it a little bit of beef. A little more toothiness on that beak. Give it some teeth and no tail. Yeah. And then we have we have a fantastic little, little, little predator man. Yeah. I love it. You know? It's called a cassowary. I like that. So what did we learn today, Ian? Did we learn anything today? Oh, did we? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm so comfy right it's now. It's really nice to be comfortable. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that served our cast or detracted from the cast. I feel like I was a little distracted with like windows and uh, I might be part cat. I mean, you might be part cat. You had a long day, long yeah. week. And I put you in, like, a sensory spot. Like, I definitely got to isolate you in order mm-hmm. to get your attention. But, you know, maybe that's just... the Maybe that's just tells me how I need to start promoting ScottCast. Yeah. Lock people in a room with no sensory stimulation besides ScottCast. There you go. So there we go. What, what else? Uh, Hello Bitches should uh, get in touch with uh, Mr. Master Charles. Charles. He's a handsome devil. Yeah. And the motherfucker, you know, he's eligible. He's He's got a subscription business with his Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. I'm a subscriber. I'm a customer. I watch Master Charles. Maybe you should get on on that Master Charles action. Maybe I should. I, I don't know anything about Twitch. You know, I was talking to the female subscribers of Skycast. Yeah. You know, all those hella bitches mm-hmm. that just crowd our feed. Yeah. You know. Like, the podcasting company that I host us with is just like, Scott, 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 stop potting so smooth. We got hella bitches up on these servers, and we can't hold it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be so smooth. But here we go. Yeah. We did it again. And now Master Charles admitted he was single on the cast. It's going gonna, it's gonna to lead to more crushed dreams than, than the day James Dean died. Yeah. Porn star. <laughs> so what else did we learn? Hmm. We're going to die. It's not clear how. But it could be fun. It might be by bird, yeah. Yeah. Or by chimp or by uh, zombie pig. Bird, chimp, zombie pig, sun. I'm going to put my bet on the sun. That's why I'm digging the hole. Yeah. But anyway, with the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast, I bid thee adieu. See you later, ScottCastigators. Did it do.